Hey, it's Selena. And this is Paul. And we are the creative team behind Bruce Fest. And we're here to invite you to join us for virtual Bruce Fest on March 24th. Featuring a masterclass on acting with Bruce Campbell himself. Interactive events, live guests, and lots of spooky surprises. And an online immersive game continuing the story of the Bruce Fest universe. Do we dare call it the Bruceiverse? <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. Uh, also, we just wanted to really reach out to the community to tell you guys how much we love you and how much we appreciate your passion for Bruce Fest and also how much we miss you. Yes, we've definitely missed you a lot. We've all been wanting to get together. So this is our way of reconnecting and moving Bruce Fest into the future. Join, Join us March 24th for virtual Bruce Fest. See you there. For more information, visit brucefest.co. Brucefest is not affiliated with Smart. Grab your boomstick and fire up the hit. It's time for ACTION. <laughs> Join the cult of Campbell Groovy. If you're lucky a little later, I'll let you play with my Well, Welcome everyone to Cult of Campbell. I'm Ty. I'm Eric. And I'm Michael. And most importantly, welcome to Bruce Fest. Woo! And uh, you guys, uh, this is, I think officially the largest crowd we've ever been in front of for a, for a podcast. That's right. Wow, give yourselves yeah. a round of applause. <laughs> wow, ruckus. Hopefully we didn't pop the, uh, the sound on that one. But, so yeah, we are called a Campbell. Uh, we are the number one Bruce Campbell podcast in the world. You can look it up. Number one Bruce Campbell podcast in the world. Uh, it, it's, it's a fact. It so, is Googleable. What we usually do here with uh, Call to Campbell is we will go, we, uh, we review Bruce's movies. We're going through his entire filmography from TV to film, and we break them down on a rating system that is groovy, not groovy, and the honorary, the prestigious, <laughs> certified groovy. Certified groovy. It don't certified. mean shit without our certified groovy on it. It does not mean shit. <laughs> So now, now there, groovy. there might be some controversial uh, certified groovy ratings out there, and there might be some controversial not groovy ratings, but at the end of the day, we have a rating system. We stick to it. We don't rate the quality of the movie. Nope. That's not what we do. We rate the quality of Campbell. That's right. So all of our ratings are based on how good... Bruce was in that movie. So, so if you go back and listen to the, you know, our earlier podcast, just know I did, had no involvement in the Evil Dead rating. Yes, Mike <laughs> had no involvement. <laughs> Alien Apocalypse. Have you guys seen Alien Apocalypse? Uh-huh. Never seen it. Oh, you've seen Alien Apocalypse. That is a certified groovy. Yep. Bruce's not the best. Not the best movie, but Bruce steals the show in that one. That is like prime Ash Williams. Bruce Campbell in that. So, so Primo Campbell. That got a groovy. Now, probably the most controversial rating you'll find. Oh, no. Episode one, <laughs> Evil Dead. We rated it. Not groovy. <laughs> Eric uh, again, gave it a groovy. Was, Eric, 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 Eric gave tried it to say the groovy. Just, no, <laughs> Only again. on 
The, it, yeah, that's a controversial it, one. You got to remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do it for him. It's the quality of Campbell. You the can't movie. tell me that was the best quality of Campbell we've gotten. He, he fought did. a shelf. He fought a shelf. I, I, I think part of the problem... But when you, when you say Evil Dead 2 was a better quality bird? Well, it's, it's, it's not that it's better or worse. I think the problem was, in, in, my, in my Bruce Campbell watching experience, uh, I bounced around a lot between Evil Dead 2, which is my favorite of the Evil Dead films, and when you compare that Ash to our 1981 Ash... Pretty, pretty large comparison. It's a, it's pre, it pales in comparison. And we got some nods. I cannot believe you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like with Evil, with the first Evil Dead, he was actually trying to be a very serious... Yes. Yeah. Whereas with Evil Dead 2, it came off so... It, it was just hilarious. He right. chewed the scenery in that one. <laughs> Smashed the scenery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Went no. through the scenery. No. <laughs> so usually what we do is we'll review a movie, and then we go, we go through and we dissect it, just Kinda basically act by act, yep. and at the end of it, we come up with the quality of Campbell. Now, obviously, we're not going to do that here because it's a different format. Uh, we've never done a live show. Um, this was kind of just sprung on us a couple of days ago. They said, hey, would you guys do a live show? You can't say no to that. We're Heck at Bruce yeah. Fest. Heck yeah. Again, it's still the largest crowd we've ever performed. Yeah, Absolutely. we're here in the, uh, the uh, Stanley Hotel concert hall, and we, we were sitting up in the VIP section, and they have a uh, wall of posters of all the acts that have been here, and we'll have to send them a, a, a poster of Calda Campbell now to add to that, that, that illustrious collection. wall of people who have been on this stage <laughs> in front of all these people. <laughs> but what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Three hidden gems in Bruce's filmography. Because we've all saw Evil Dead. We've all seen Bubba Hotep. Uh, we've all seen Army of Darkness. But there is some truly amazing films and uh, appearances that Bruce has that go under the radar because they're not those movies. So I'm going to go and bring up one right now, the first one. Uh, has anyone ever seen Assault on Dome 4? You've seen Assault on Dome all 4. Right. Have you ever seen Assault Assault on Dome 4. So in the 90s, uh, we had, well, it's an 80s movie, right? Die Hard? Die Hard? Yeah. In the 80s movie? I, I believe that was it. It's an 80s movie. So Die Hard comes out, Bruce Willis blows the box office away, and it started a trend where every studio needed a Die Hard. They needed that movie. <laughs> and it was only a matter of time before Bruce found his way into a Die Hard Knockoff, maybe you want to call it? <laughs> Homage? Maybe? If you want to Reimagining? Call it that. Vibe? <laughs> Vibe? So, Assault on Dome 4 is just that. It is a <laughs> diehard clone. I don't want to say knockoff. I don't want to associate Bruce with that term, but yeah. it is a very close to diehard movie. Basically, it takes place on a, a base in space, it takes diehard and puts it in space. Which is, is a pretty good concept. That is a pretty awesome concept. Uh, Execution-wise, leaves a lot to be desired, especially with the main character. Uh, I only know the actor's name. Uh, Chase Morin, who I called uh, John McPlane, I feel is the, the perfect moniker for him. Uh, the most boring leading man I've ever seen. And this movie was supposed to be a franchise kickoff. It was going to kick off a Chase Moran Ventures. The original title to Assault on Dome 4 is Assault on Dome 4, 
a Chase Morin adventure. So they had big plans for Chase Morin. Didn't pan out. <laughs> so the problem with casting a very bland actor in your leading role is you can't put him up against somebody that's far superior. You know, they, we, could, we could save that, Tyler. Let's just take a reboot back to Bulgaria, and we'll get that title going. What was the original title supposed to be again? For Assault and Dome 4. Assault and Dome 4. And what was the rest of it? Uh, Chase Morn Adventure. Yeah, let's just start that in Bulgaria. We'll, we'll bring that back. I couldn't think of a better idea. We can make yeah. it famous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they decided to cast, in a villain role, Bruce Campbell as Alex Wyndham? Alex Wyndham. Alex Wyndham. And, man, the one thing that really makes me mad about this movie, the movie, not that great. Bruce Campbell, fucking amazing. So good. He was such a great villain. Amazing villain. Amazing, maniacal. So so his whole motivation in the movie is he's basically the worst man to ever live. He's done it all. He's he's basically, any crime you can think of, he's done it. And he's, he's escaped every prison that he's ever been put in. Yep, even space prisons. Even space prisons. And he escapes uh, Dome 4 with uh, one of the most um, elaborate escapes I've ever seen. Uh, what he does is he swallowed a explosive, a r- little explosive r- rigatoni, I think it was, a rigatoni noodle <laughs> a little, little tiny that device. he spits yeah. out and explodes the warden. And also, yeah. in effect, kills all the guards. Yep. In the vicinity. So that allows him to escape. Now, his, his reasoning for escaping is that in this world, in this world they've built in Assault on Dome 4, they have also discovered a planet with humanoid beings who are primitive. They're, they're underdeveloped humans. So Chase Morin, or no, Alex Wyndham, yep. his plan is to commandeer a spacecraft, go to that planet, and be a god, and shape the world in his image, because they're primitive, they don't—they're—they're yeah. they're subhumans. Yeah. So he has the opportunity to come there and be advanced. You know, show up with a flashlight or a lighter and bring him, bring him fire and kick off everything. Fire he, can, fire. He, he can be Christ. For all I would, we know. I would live in that world. I would—I would be happy living under the Overall, shade of that chin. When it comes to living in the world of Alex Wyndham's or Alex, yeah, Alex Wyndham's and Chase Morin's, I will always choose the world of Alex Wyndham. Shake my world, Bruce. I don't care. He's done it already. Yep. <laughs> for the most part. I think a lot of us he's done that for. But uh, that's the plot behind that. And it is the most colorful, maniacal villain you've ever seen. He's constantly spouting Shakespeare. Uh, he's very uh, eloquent with his words. And he just kills everybody for no reason. Yep. Just... Dumps him out into space or kills him cruelly. But I, what I love is, like, oftentimes he was, like, misquoting people, but he thought he was so yes. smart. Oh, it was so good. That, that, that's, one of, that's one of the good. best bits in the movie is when he, he takes Chase Morin's wife, and I think he quotes, uh, he believes he's quoting Shakespeare, and she corrects him that that's not Shakespeare. And it's a really good, really good bit because you see, like, the crack in this, in this maniacal persona. So that's really cool. Now... Again, it's a hard one to find. I, I don't think it was ever released on... I think it might have been released on DVD, like way back in the early run of DVDs. Uh, but you can find the whole thing uh, if you look hard enough on YouTube. The whole thing is on there. So if you guys have YouTube, which I assume most of you do, uh, go on YouTube. You can find Assault on Dome 4. It's an hour and a half. 
It's a treat, hour and a half. There's probably about 35 minutes of good stuff in there. So take, take for what you will. So it, we still need to make our super cut then that we talked about. That make yeah, a super yeah, cut yeah. of brews of a solid dome for. Now, yeah. now the second roll that we're going to talk about briefly here uh, is one of, so Evil Dead, we all know as Bruce's first like big feature role. It's not his first role because he's done much short films leading up to that. Yep. But his second movie he ever did was a film called Going Back. Going Back. Has anyone ever seen that? No. Oh, so this is a good one. I loved this movie. Um, 1983, um, written and directed by a man named John Teachworth. And you won't find any other movies that he's directed. It's really the only one he ever did. I think it was a student film that he, he got a budget for it or something like that. Very, and, very yeah. student film vibes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ron just kind of went on to be a, an artist after that. And it kind of shows in this film, it's not, it's not an action-heavy film. It's about... Um, no action at all. It's, no, act, you're right. Yeah. There isn't any. It's really. a drama. Yeah. A coming-of-age drama. Yep. And it's about two uh, high school graduates. Uh, one of them is played by Bruce. The name is... Uh, his character's name was Christopher Howell. And um, him and his buddy, I didn't put his name down here, and I can't his, remember. His but. buddy, who, for the longest time, and still, still even after I watched the movie, if you see the cover of Going Back, it shows Bruce and the friend. And every time I see it, I think it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and I'm always thinking, like, what is Bruce Campbell and Jean-Claude Van Damme doing this coming-of-age teen <laughs> drama that I've never heard of? It's not Jean-Claude Van Damme, but it looks a lot like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. And every time I get this little, I, I trick myself in thinking, like, where, where's this? Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bruce Campbell in a coming-of-age drama. Have they even been in a movie together? I don't believe they No, have. I don't believe no, so. No. I don't believe so. But, um, so the two of them, they go on, like, a, a post-graduation little cross-country trek, and they end up in this very small little rural area, and they get to know a couple of people, and it's, you know, it's, it's very much about, like, just the relationships, and the dialogue is very well done, and Bruce's performance is incredible. He's, he's kind of a, he's a bit of a ladies' man, of course, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, first half of the movie is uh, them spending their time there, and then there's a bit of a time jump. I'm going to give you guys some spoilers here. A very, very weird, uh, a weird part is a lot of the movie... So it starts with them trekking across Michigan, I believe, right? They're because, you know, Bruce. Yep. Uh, they're trekking across Michigan because they're basically like this is the summer after they graduated and they're going to go find themselves before they go to college mm-hmm. and you know, figure out who they are. And for some reason, they end up on a random plot of land where just this old hermit lives. This old man lives in a, a trailer yep. in a, 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 a mobile home. And that's where the movie takes place. He, like, lets them stay in his shed, and they just help him around his little plot of land, and they find love. And yep, get to know him and the, one of the local girls. Uh, uh, Bruce's character gets to know one of the local girls, and uh, then eventually it's time for them to go home and go off to college. And then we get a time jump. Uh, I think it was even a little more than halfway through the movie. And this is why it's called Going Back, because they kind of run into each other again, and we see them; these two characters find each other again, and uh, they decide to go back. And they see just how things have either changed or maybe weren't quite the way that they remember it. And I, what got me about this movie was that's kind of a lot of how I feel life is sometimes. You know, it's it's you have these very special moments that you can't, really get back even if you do try to go back and do that and so it's a little bit of a it's a little heartbreaking but I it's a very heartfelt movie I 
Made you existential? Is it this made me feel yeah. existential <laughs> and, and cry a single man tear. It, it made, me, made me feel pretentious when yeah. I watched it. I felt pretentious. <laughs> I felt a little, which is why I imagine you like it. <laughs> Eric loves those deeper meanings. He, he needs, loves he needs the overarching meanings. theme. I mean, he needs it just to speak more than just a film. Deeper right. meanings, pretentious. Potato, yeah, potato. I mean, it's, yeah. it's whatever. Like you went to film school or something and dropped yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Out of it, so. <laughs> yeah, well. But the, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very sweet movie. It's a different kind of movie. It reminds me of a, lot of a movie I really love, um, Good Will Hunting. You ever seen Good Will Hunting? Oh, yeah. It's kind of got those vibes. I mean, yeah. it, it take, you know, takes place in the fall. and it, It's just one of those movies. It's, it's very much about just growing and finding yourself. And it's a very different kind of Bruce. There's no blood splatter. There's no decapitating girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't lose a hand or replace it with uh, uh, any sort of uh, you know, tool at any point. So that was kind of a letdown for me. Um, there's several times where he's using tools, so and I was thinking, wouldn't it be easier if he <laughs> mounted that to his hand? But he never does. And I thought, I was kind of, thought that was kind of a, a, a missing part of that movie. But... <laughs> So if but you were writing the, it, you could have made it a little better. It right? shows, yeah, yeah. I think, should, I think most movies can be improved when the character <laughs> attaches uh, some form of hardware to their well, to, to a limb. It to a limb. Not, limbs, we've, yeah. As we learned, that's not always the case because it did not help Things Killing 3. Oh, it did not help Things Killing 3. three so. We don't need to. No, no just, just, no. Just, <laughs> just the act of attaching a chainsaw to a hand. Does not make it a great movie. Well, to be no. fair, he didn't attach to his hand that one. Has anyone seen oh, Things yeah. Killing Three? Has anyone seen Things Killing Three? Don't don't watch. Don't it. do that. You seen Things Killing Three? Uh, the kill count. That, of it, well, that's, that's good. Just that's keep good. it there. Stay yeah, there. Don't watch the kill count. See them kill count. That's yeah. where you live with that in your brain. Now, now the first Things Killing movie. I won't delve too far into because I don't want to go off track. But the first Things Killing movie is a true classic, in my opinion. But Things Killing Three is a god awful movie in but, every aspect of it. But the third, the third uh, hidden gem of Bruce, we're going to talk about. Uh, has anyone here ever seen X-Files? Oh, X-Files. Yeah, it's a yeah. great show. It's yeah. one of my favorite comfort shows to just sit around and binge. Um, I'm a 90s baby, so like, I was always brought up on X-Files. My dad was a big X-Files guy. So it has a special place in my heart. So Bruce actually guest stars in an a episode called Terms of Endearment, where he plays the character of Wayne Wineside. Yep. Now, the interesting thing about this is the, the, this episode, it's an hour long, mm-hmm. and it does a really good job taking this character, and you hate him, you love him. It's, it's a really nice arc, because it starts off where he's just this two-timing bastard of all, of all things. He's, you find out he's got, like, two families. Well, it starts out, he's, he's lost a child. Him and his wife lose a child, and you see him heartbroken over it. So you're like, man, that sucks. And you find out, like, he has a second wife that he's like run around on. And then you find out she's pregnant. And you're like, man, this guy is a real asshole. But then over the course of the episode, you kind of find out that it's this really tragic story where he is uh, basically haunted, right? He's possessed. Isn't that what it is? I or, think he's just a, a demon. I think he is. Yeah, just, he, he's a, a demon. demon that just wants to have a little demon baby. Yeah. yeah. But these human thing. women the can't. Dream, can't really. Yeah, these <laughs> human women can't support his. Demon seed. <laughs> it's a tragic story. All he wants is to spread his demon spawn across you know the world, but these I mean, who human women can't support his, <laughs> his demon, demon seed. seed. It's 
it's a tragic tale. Yeah, and, it, and you so, hate to see it. Yeah, yeah. For a while, we think he's the villain of the story, and then we find yeah. out that there really is another. He's being played himself. So yeah, there's a, 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 a she demon who's worse than the yep. he demon yep. in this, and and we get a really good scene with him at the you know towards he, the end where it's it's he sheds he, he cries. Yeah, you can see Bruce cry. Not 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 Evil Dead cry. Like it's no. like sincere like losing a child a like broken man it, uh, he's, he's such a good actor just in gen- like just that just seeing him in in that show kind of going from like he was he was playing off of Mulder really well oh, you know man. those two had a really good back and forth going for a little bit and then seeing him just kind of like his life falls apart around him and just seeing this broken guy being confronted you know by his demons. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Go ahead, Eric. Give me that deeper meaning. What is the it? Just me- find your demons inside. The thing with Eric <laughs> is, if you if you give Eric an inch to pull some sort of deeper meaning out of it, he'll pull a mile. This will eventually turn into a Christ allegory. Actually, just name some, some any point. movie real quick. Just any movie. Wow, y'all blanked on all movies. Um, Maniac Cop? Maniac Cop 2. So yeah, where is the, the Christ allegory in Maniac Cop, Eric? That's, easy. Okay. That's a resurrection movie. It is a resurrection movie. It is a yeah. resurrection movie. He is Jesus right. Christ yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Maniac yeah. Cop yeah. is the one who... That's an easy one, yeah. Wild, wild, wild. There you wild, go. Wild, wild, wild West. You know what? Controversial. I love that movie, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> People hate it. I'm like, no, I love that I don't care. Ooh, it's been a while since I've seen Wild, Wild West. There's but, two uh, schools of thought on Wild, Wild West, and I feel like there's a, a correct viewpoint of it, and there's a... Incorrect viewpoint of Wild West. And I just so happen to hold the correct one, that's all. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that these guys give me too much credit. It's not very hard for me to find a deeper meaning than what they're willing to go into. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Wild Wild West is when we started beta recordings. We have still have a beta recording yeah, we of Wild Wild West that. where we rated the, the uh, quality of Will Smith, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we've talked about three hidden gems of Bruce. but Did they get we, all certified groovies? Uh. Was the first I believe one? I believe they all. I, I know X Files was certified groovy. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Assault on Dome Four was a certified groovy, and I think Going Back was. Yeah, I think those oh, are yeah. all certified oh, groovies. Yeah. You oh, can yeah. find those on our podcast. Um, now we talked about those three hidden gems, mm-hmm. and that opens up an opportunity for us to talk about uh, a different kind of list: roles that Bruce didn't get. So we know Bruce is Ash Williams. We know as Bubba Hotep. We know him as Alex Wyndham uh, from A Soul in Dome 4. We know him as uh, a lot of people. Yep, 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 yep. I'm blanking on it. Christopher but Howe and Going Back. Christopher Howe and Going Back. Definitely Elvis. watch Going Back, seriously. Elvis, it's a great yeah. Movie. So, but there's certain roles that Bruce at one time was up for that I think could have vastly changed the trajectory of where we see him now. Um, the first one I think to bring up was, so we just talked about X-Files. Yep. Uh, if anyone here is a fan of X-Files, they'll know, you'll know around season seven, going into season eight, there was a, a major shift in the show where Fox Mulder, you know, who I think is the best, one of the best characters in TV history, leaves the show. So now you're left with this gap in the show that needs to be filled. Who, who is our new hero? And that brings in the character of Agent John Doggett, who for the longest time, was considered a major controversial character in the show. A lot of people hated him. I think here in the recent years, as people went back to look at the show, they kind of show more appreciation for him. And Robert Patrick, who uh, you'll probably know mainly from Terminator 2, 
people really did not like that at the time, but now people have kind of grown to like it. At one point, there was a different man in line to play that role. Oh, who was that? Who? Bruce Campbell. What? Bruce Campbell. Did you see that lead plot role? <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought we'd be talking about Bruce Campbell <laughs> on the Call to Campbell? Call to Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> he was at one time considered to be the, uh, the actor to portray John Dog. Now, there was two major factors that kept him from getting this role. The first one, which I, I would think would be an obvious one, is that two seasons prior, he had played the character of Alex Wyndham. Or Wayne Wyndham. Wayne, Wayne Weinside. Wayne, Wayne Weinside. Weinsider, yeah. Now, that's not always a, uh, a, a deal breaker, because I've seen it in different shows where actors will play multiple characters throughout the show, especially when it's a one-off, because as much as I enjoyed the role of Wayne Weinsider, it was a one-off Monster of the Week episode. A lot of people probably wouldn't remember it. I binge-watched X-Files for years, and didn't know about, just didn't register that, that was Bruce Campbell for the longest time. Yeah. So that wasn't, definitely, that wasn't necessarily a deal breaker on that, but it was a factor. The main factor to keep him from getting that role was that he was already under contract for a different TV show. Oh. Jack of all trades. Who here has seen Jack of all trades? You've seen Dang. it. The best TV theme song of all time. It was Emmy nominated. Oh. Yeah, it was nominated for an Emmy. It lost to the, uh, the West Wing. Okay. That boring Playhouse yeah. show. Huh. So. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it, was a, it was an Emmy-nominated show. Wow. Great opening theme song. But he lost out to that. So that was a big TV role. Like, to have the leading role on a major TV show that's already established, already a, rec- a ratings uh, mega, mega hit. So he lost out on that. Or rather, yeah, I'd say he lost out on that. Yeah. But I think one of the major roles that Bruce lost on, has anyone ever seen Men in Black? We're just going to talk about Wild Wild West. What, Men in Black, another Will Smith classic. Now, there's a character in there uh, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, and that is, uh, what is his name? Edgar. Edgar. He is the character that gets taken over by the bug. He's the main villain in the movie. A Steven Spielberg summer blockbuster, Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. It could have been Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. Bruce Campbell, because Bruce Campbell was actually in line to play Edgar. Yep. Now, there's a controversial reason as to why he passed on that. He, he passed on this role. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen the 1996 uh, natural disaster mega hit, Twister? He's a little bit of it. Has anyone ever seen the 1996 not, not such a mega hit natural disaster movie, Tornado, exclamation mark? Do you have to add the exclamation mark? It's you in the do. title. It's, it's in the, the title. title. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't you just say tornado I, excitedly then? <laughs> tornado! I could have, but it does not excite me to talk about tornado. <laughs> so I can't... You can't do it, huh? To me, it's just tornado exclamation mark. Yep. So <laughs> he ended up with the lead role He got the lead tornado. role in tornado. Congratulations, which right? The, he, <laughs> he nailed it. He... He said, I'm not playing. Blew me away. <laughs> I'm not playing second fiddle to Will Smith. <laughs> not doing it. I want the I want the name on the top. <laughs> and he made a uh, He made a choice, he made a choice yep. to do Tornado. <laughs> Crazy. Which thing about everyone here has seen. <laughs> yeah. No one's seen it, Tornado. No one's seen Tornado. It's weird. It can't yeah. Keep it, it that way. It's just pieces. Yeah. Keep it that way. Yeah. It came out within days of Twister. 
It's Within really days. weird. And and the plot beats were it's super pretty weird. similar. Yeah. It's super weird. If yeah. you watch it, there's definitely had to have been some kind of um, I don't know, some kind of studio, like studio espionage some, some way, or something. something going yeah. On. yeah. Because there is like they have a little machine that they're using to uh, track um, they're using to track tornado data yep. Yep. that looks a lot like L- Dorothy. If you've seen Twister, you've seen Tornado, essentially. Uh, essentially. Honestly, yeah. It, they were pretty Was that certified groovy though? No, it was no, not. No, no. It was okay. I bought I bought that though. movie, I had to buy it on Prime because you can't rent it on Prime or you can't watch it on Prime for free. You have to buy it. I paid seven ninety nine for that movie. Never watch it again. Seven ninety nine. She supported Bruce's career still. That's well, of course. Yeah. I, I, I doubt he sees any money from that, but <laughs> I'm sure somebody does. I hope he does. <laughs> I'm sure he got paid a, a, a couple months worth of rent. That, so. <laughs> so we've had X Files and we've yep. had Men, Men in Black. Black. What's our next one? All right, we also this is the one you like have, to talk about. Yeah, we've got. Uh, he was almost in Supernatural. Who's heard of that show? Who's watched Supernatural? Supernatural, Supernatural guys. Supernatural. Yeah. So, I have not seen Supernatural. I, no. I, I s- Yes. Nice. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Season four, episode eight. Man, I, I, th- I thought about getting into it, but it's just like it's well now it's over, and there's just so much. Like I feel like it's such a daunting. Yeah, I still, task have, I still haven't finished it. I got first five seasons of- are great. You should watch. You, the first you love five the seasons. Leviathan. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Even the Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, yeah. So where where so, was he supposed to be in this? So show? he was going to come in. Uh, well, they wanted Bruce Campbell for their three hundredth episode to come in and play um, John Winchester, the oh, boy's the, dad. That. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would have yeah. been good. They approached yeah. him for that, uh, and then. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan got that yeah, right. Yeah, what which that. he had played before. Yeah. They were gonna, you know, bring in Bruce as a, I think, an older version. Oh, okay. And um, Jensen Ackles uh, stated in an interview on the Inside of You podcast that you know he kind of talked about it. He didn't know if it was like for scheduling reasons or if Bruce turned it down, but they ended up uh, not going with Bruce. But apparently, they really wanted him to come in and play John Winchester. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know why they would have. Just uh, changed the ca- well. They had trouble uh, getting um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. To oh, come this back is in like in Negan, yeah. like when he was playing Negan, uh, yeah, scheduling yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Around what that year time? was that one? Wait, For the, it w- would have been the same probably, time. So yeah. Probably conflicting yeah. there, even because yeah. he passed up on another role because of Bruce. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce has been in every Sam Raimi movie except for one, notably one. Yep. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, which also he passed up on. Or he, well, didn't pass up. There were scheduling conflicts between Burn Notice. Yeah. So that show, for all it's worth, it robbed us of Supernatural and, and, uh, and Drag, Drag Me, Me to, to Hell. hell. Yep. Which I only know who you. I don't know where he would really fit in Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell's got a kind of a. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if his. It, it'd been weird to see him in that. I don't yeah. know. Now, what Ted was in. Um, Drag me to hell, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Sure. I don't know. I sure. shouldn't say things like that without having done the research. <laughs> Ted Raimi and Drag Me to Hell, anyone? All right. We'll, we'll get them yeah. on the okay. research. Okay. All, right. All right. Moving on. We'll be corrected in the comments, probably. So, <laughs> another uh, Sam Raimi movie that Bruce is in, kind of. Uh, has anyone seen Dark Man? 
Darkman. Darkman's a classic. It's one of those movies that people forgot about. Like, it's, it came out in the 90s. I remember being really big when I was a kid. And it just kind of lost, and no one talks about it anymore. I read, though, that there is talks very recently, like up until, like, September of this year, where there's the possibility of a uh, legacy sequel of Darkman, which would be cool. Liam Neeson yeah. coming back and everything. So Bruce is in that movie, the very last shot of the movie. Bruce is there. He's uh, one of the masks that yep. uh, Darkman takes on. But an interesting thing about that movie, there was, they had to go back and re, uh, re- record some of Liam Neeson's lines because, they, you know, obviously when you're making a film, you don't always get everything. There's some right. spots that need to be filled. So there, and they could not get Liam Neeson at the time. So some of the uh, post-production lines of Liam Neeson is Bruce Campbell doing Liam Neeson impressions. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. So, some of the dialogue in Darkman is Bruce Campbell doing a Liam Neeson impression. Which, which movie was? I can't remember where Bruce Campbell dubbed all the lines. Uh, the Dead Next Door. The Dead Next, Dead Next Door. Has anyone seen that? That's no. a weird one. It's a shot on video zombie movie. And Bruce is kind of in it. <laughs> Bru- it it's advertised. Bruce Campbell, the Dead Next Door. Starring Bruce Campbell. He's in the credit, first name in the credits. You look in the credits, he's, he's listed as a character. Uh, that character is in the movie the whole time. It's the main hero. It's just some guy. It's not Bruce Campbell. Some, some guy, but they went in post and took all the guy's dialogue out, and Bruce Campbell just does the whole movie. Just, just as dubbed him in. So it's some guy <laughs> with Bruce Campbell's voice. <laughs> In this really bad zombie movie from like the early '90s, it was shot. We're, we're from Ohio. It was shot in Akron, Ohio, like not too far from where we live. And yeah, it's super weird. It's just a, a shitty zombie movie, and just starring Bruce, Bruce Campbell. And, and yeah. they, they did a thing that if anyone is a independent filmmaker, or like want to do independent film, don't do this. There's a, a thing that independent filmmakers do when they think they're being clever, where it's like, oh, I've got all these characters. I'm going to name him after much better filmmakers. <laughs> so Bruce, his character that he uh, plays, voice, he voices, voice? yeah. is uh, Captain Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Captain Raimi. Captain Raimi. I wonder, who would have thought? Yeah. And I then s- there's other characters like, there's like Carpenter and, uh, you know, Craven and Romero and, th- don't do that. When, when you're making a movie, don't remind the audience of better movies. <laughs> You know, because there's also, he does actually make an appearance in the movie. Oh, does uh, he? There's one part where they go into, like, the, the zombie task force HQ, because it's about these, like, zombies taking over the world, and there's, like, a police force that go around and very badly kill zombies. They, they, <laughs> it, it's consistent where it's like, here, we're an elite team of zombie fighters, and they go out and just all die. And, like, you know, they're like, you know, there's a zombie here, I'm just going to, like, put my gun down, turn my back to it, and... The, but there, there's a, that's, the, that's basically the plot. And there's a scene in early on when they go back to Zombie HQ and they're watching Evil Dead is on the screen. Yeah. Bruce Campbell's on the screen for a couple seconds. Just like a few frames, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think we ever did find an explanation why it was done that way. I, I would I've, give my life well, to know hard. why it, that decision was made. A, a small portion of the budget from Evil Dead 2, Sam Raimi gave to these people to make oh. to finish their movie because he's listed as a producer right it's produced by sam raimi so he must have like, just wanted to help out maybe he was like hey maybe we can get more people to watch this 
if we have Bruce Campbell, if it stars Bruce Campbell, <laughs> dub all your lead guys' lines. The guy that got to play the main character, though, kind of looks like Bruce Campbell, like like a Wish.com Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Bruce Campbell light. Yeah, and he he like, he like even does like there's certain parts in the movie where he'll like look into the camera, kind of like how Bruce will like kind of you know look at the audience, and he does stuff like that, and it's like this guy kind of looks a little like if you were like. You just squint real hard. Yeah, if you had like, you know, really, if you got like stabbed in the eye <laughs> and like glass in the other, <laughs> he looks you, like you would think like, oh, this is a really bad Bruce Campbell movie, you would think like. <laughs> Where'd we leave off? I, I took. <laughs> just, just off subject, there's another movie they did the same thing to. Okay. When they made Tarzan with Christopher Lambert and Andy McDowell. Really? No wow! Wow! Interesting, huh? So maybe they're taking cues from that. Maybe, I don't know. maybe, yeah. maybe the guy just sounded like a hick. He's from Ohio, so that yeah, yeah. very possible. I, I sometimes yeah. sound pretty rough, but <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So did you have another missed role? Uh, yeah. Dude. Has anyone seen the Phantom? Has anyone ever seen that Billy Zane nineteen ninety six Phantom? I did not. Put another that one of those on. movies where it was like, <laughs> like when it, when it came it. out. I was a kid when it came out. I'd been like six seven. And it was like a big movie because it had Billy Zane in it. In the 90s, Billy Zane was, you know, not Billy Zane now. And he, <laughs> he, he was actually like, a, you know, people were like, man, Billy Zane's in this movie. And I remember it vividly because there, so the, the Phantom is basically this uh, superhero from the 30s that Universal or someone got the rights to for cheap and like, I'm going to make this into a big, a big deal. And he wears like a purple suit, purple body morph suit with a black mask and he has a, a, a skull ring that makes him wear a purple suit. Right. And <laughs> I remember the cover of that VHS having like one of those lentic- one of the lenticular lenticograph covers where when you move it, the image changes. Uh, that's like that's literally, graphic. that's images. literally the only thing I remember about that movie is that VHS cover. It's good marketing. But. Not a good but. movie. Well, Billy Zane was in that. You know, that. Billy Zane was a hot commodity in the 90s. He was a very bankable name. And there were two people up for the role at the end. It was Billy Zane and Bruce Campbell. Whoa. Gee. Bruce Campbell and Billy Zane. One of those two guys won't get the role. His, history will tell us Billy Zane got it. Huh. The movie, huge financial, huge critical flop. Uh, across the board. I mean, it's no one here knows what it is. I mean, I don't even remember what it's about. I don't remember what it's about. I watched it as a kid. And I thought it was cool. I didn't realize it was this a slap. Billy Zane in a purple suit. Yeah. I don't know. He was like trying to protect this island or something from pirates or yeah. Nazis or something. Something. Yeah. yeah, there was like some sort of jungle setting going on, wasn't there? Yeah, I vaguely remember. I think it was oh. the little the little skull ring. Oh, so it's so it's Indiana Jones with spandex. Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> it was Indiana Jones with Billy Zane in a purple morph suit. That, they, I remember the purple morph suit having like airbrushing on it to make him look muscular, which is always a good decision. But uh, they they picked Billy Zane because they thought he was more uh, bankable. Than more bankable. Bruce Campbell, and Bru- Bruce has talked about it in the past. Is like. 
this was a big major studio film because they thought the Phantom franchise had legs, and it didn't, but they thought it did. And I guess there was a lot of politics involved, and Bruce was not a fan of that because, you know, at this point he had been doing... You know, things like Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, where he's with his friends and, you know, he's, he knows everyone there. So, you know, I imagine the environment's a lot different when you get into something where there's a lot of studio push behind it. So, he lost out on that role. So, there are five roles that Bruce Campbell could have had and didn't. I mean, so, I think out of all those roles, the biggest uh, missing opportunity there was Men in Black. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Absolutely. To, to be a part of that movie, because it, it did good for Vincent D'Onofrio, who at that point was already doing pretty well for himself. Oh, he, yeah. And, and he was great in the role. He yeah, was. He was. He he was. was. Yeah. But yeah. you can definitely see where it could have been Bruce in that. And he would have brought a whole different element to it, a lot more physical. Yeah. We could have, like, the Evil Dead, you know, Ash Williams, physical humor, yeah. which would have been great. Um, but I think that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. And why he decided to do Tornado over that, we'll never know. <laughs> but he made that decision. And it's a decision. We stand by it. We got Tornado. Yay. We got so Tornado. Now, <laughs> so now we're going to try something. We've never done this before because we never had a live audience. Never so had we've, a, we've never we're had we're a podcast. We're not a live. This is the very first time we've attempted to do anything yeah. live. Are we doing things? So Bruce Campbell has his game show, Last Fan Standing, which is a great name. It's a good name. It's a, it's a good name. It's a damn good name. It pisses me off. That's a good name. It's only happened twice in my life where that's happened. You know, this, Last Man Standing, what a damn name. Why, who, why didn't someone come up with that? <laughs> and then another one is there's this uh, uh, 2010 low-budget sci-fi movie called War Wolves that I thought, man, why, why didn't I so think that? He so upset about, I swear. That's a genius name. The amount War of times Wolves. I've heard this come up of War Wolves. He's like, why the fuck can I come up with a how, movie? How can no one have came to that sooner? Why did it take tw- 2010? Took, <laughs> took mankind 2010 years. Tyler's our possum. He loves trash cinema. So. <laughs> yeah. So what? we're going down here. Is trash cinema, good names. Yeah. So we so we we camp with our own show, a game show kind of format, and uh, I had to come up with a good name, uh, Chin It to Win It. Chin it to win it. That's pretty good. It's, it's all right. That's a good one. So I'm going to see who wants to be a volunteer first. First person. Well, we, see, we see one person. We see one person. Well, who we'll who see, here we'll thinks see. they're a, uh, a brute? Because I have three questions I'm going to ask you. And these are not easy questions. I'm not going to ask you, what was Bruce Campbell's character in Evil Dead? Uh, these, are, these, are, these are deep dive, <laughs> deep cut questions. So who here thinks they, I mean, who here thinks they are a real... Deep cut Bruce fan, and wants to take a shot at chinning it. Oh, someone's about to get voluntold. Who's feeling brave? <laughs> Who's feeling it? There we go. You're trying. All right. Tyler, you have this set up as multiple choice, don't you? Yeah, they're multiple let, choice. Let, well, let's let's save that they're as a hint. Choice. Let's see if she can get without the multiple choice. You're a big fan. Okay. Well, nice. I'm gonna try. Or, or well, try. It. These these Not are pretty super, deep. These pretty are pretty deep. deep. Well, yeah. Save the multiple choice. We'll see. The, if the she first one without the. Well, she came in late. She probably she probably wanted the first one. We're gonna try it. We'll see. Uh, state the, your name for legal purposes. Uh, Jen. We got her, guys. Jen. She's our right. patsy now. <laughs> All right. Now, no one help her. So, which of these 1996 natural disaster films starred Bruce Campbell? Is it A, Tornado, B, Twister, or C, Night of the Twisters? All of which came out in 1996, within three weeks of each other. So weird. So weird. You were just saying Tornado. Tornado? Tornado. You got it. There we go. That's the first one. <laughs> See, you nailed it on the board. 
Yeah, they're you're, good. You're on the board. You're one-third of the way there. Now, number two, this one's a little tricky. What is the episode of Xena, Warrior Princess, in which Attilicus, played by Bruce Campbell, makes his series debut in Xena, Warrior Princess? Is it A, King of Thieves, B, Royal Couple of Thieves, or C, The Princess and the Thief? Do, 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 do. What was the name of the first one again? Uh, the first one is King of Thieves. Then there's Royal Couple of Thieves. And then The Princess and the Thief. This is Attilicus' debut in Xena, Warrior I'm Princess. with A, The King of Thieves. Is Attilicus the King of Thieves? Is his name? No. Uh. Attilicus made his debut in Hercules. Right. As, in the episode, The King of Thieves. But... Uh. In Xena, Warrior Princess, he made his series debut in The Royal Couple of Thieves, where Attilicus and Xena team up to do some thieving. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. We're gonna keep Go, going. Keep going? Keep, keep going. I'm going to give her another right. shot. I'm going to give her another shot. We're going to scratch that from the record. That never happened. It's still going to be on the recording. It's still going to be on the recording, but we'll choose to ignore it. <laughs> so, on what film did Bruce... Meet his current wife, Ira. Is it A, Time Quest, B, Moontrap, or C, Mind Warp? These are all Bruce Campbell movies. Moontrap. Damn, no. He, he tried, he tried. Mind Warp. Mind Warp. Mind Warp. Anyone else want to take a shot? He said it in If Chins Could Kill, and I mean, I read it, and I, yeah. I got the... She was a set designer, I think, on Mind Warp. Like uh, 91. 91? 91, maybe. Because he met his... 90. It was 90. It was a Fangoria movie. The magazine did that. When they, when they met, right? Not when they got... They yeah. met. Yeah, they met. He, yeah, they got married on Army of Darkness, right? I think. But they I met... I think so. Yeah, I think they met on Mind Warp. Or met at least on Mind Warp. I don't know when they, they got married. They met on Mind Warp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I'm a fan, but not super uber. I know everything fan. We're all fans, yeah. Let's give... Let's We're give her a round of applause. Jen, give her a round of applause. I'm going to try, try one more. This right here, I'm going to give someone one, another shot. Who, who wants to try it? Yeah, I, 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 oh, you want to try go. it? All right. There we go. Right. We got one. Or another one. Another one. Come on, stand up on up here. There we go. State your name for legal purposes again. Ben. And we got ben. another Patsy guy. All right. All right. So many Patsies. Yes. So what is the name of the short film starring Bruce Campbell, directed by Sam Raimi, that would become The Evil Dead? So before Evil Dead... There was a movie that came out that's basically, if you watch it, it's, it's Evil Dead. Yeah, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it A, Dead Woods, B, Book of the Dead, or C, Within the Woods? Is it Book of the Dead? No. That's the script. Damn it. That was the script for the... For the <laughs> we'll scratch it. Everyone gets a strike one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yeah. These are deep cuts. <coughs> Two Here out of we three. go. Two out of three. Yeah. Which Raimi brother was Bruce Campbell's character from the 2005 Alien Apocalypse film named after? Or he's a homage to. <coughs> Pardon me. Is it A. Ted, B. Ivan, or C. Sam? I'll give you a hint. It's not the obvious one. Is it Sam? No. Ivan. It's interesting. That movie, <laughs> he plays Ivan Hood. Is the character. Ivan Hood is an osteopath. Ivan Raimi is an osteopath. 
Thanks for playing. Random little thing. <laughs> all right, Let's give all right. uh, Ben a round of applause. Ben a round of applause. All right. Does anyone else want to try it? Oh, it's sudden death. One question. We'll do that. She's doing yeah. it. All right. All right. This, this, this one is a deep cut. Oh, we better get your name for Patsy's sake, too. Julie. We got Julie, guys. Julie. We got, Julie. We got okay. options for That's, our crimes now. Right. Three Patsy's now. Yeah, this is, a, this is a deep cut one. So. All right. Drink of water. He's preparing for this. My throat's getting a little dry. I've been talking a lot. Deep cut. All right. No, take your time. It's fine. So, well, you can cut around. It'll fix it in post. <laughs> Bruce Campbell starred in this unaired pilot based on what Kevin Costner film? So it's an unaired pilot. They shot one episode. It's based on a Kevin Costner film from the 90s. Is it A, Tin Cup? B, Waterworld, or C, The Bodyguard? I want to say Waterworld. Waterworld? No, The Tin Cup. Really? That golf movie, yeah. He was going to do a golf movie? Or you uh, a TV show. show? TV show. Wow, I, I didn't even know that one. <laughs> it was called uh, Missing Links for some reason. I don't know why they didn't call it Tin Cup, but he plays the role of uh, Kevin Costner. They shot it, never released it. I don't think anyone's ever seen it. I don't think anyone's ever seen it. It's a deep cut. Yeah, if you know, I, I knew it. He did know it. <laughs> he brought it to the table. It can't be not fair. I knew it. <laughs> he, listen, he Bruce, does, he Bruce has uh, consumed a lot of my life. Listen, he didn't drag us into a Call to Camel podcast for no reason. That's all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> okay, Ooh. let's hear it. Yeah, let's reverse it. There we go. Okay. That's, that's okay. interesting. Let's do it. All right. Stump tie. Stump tie. That's the new thing. Yeah. What TV series did Bruce Campbell play a witch hunter in? A what? Tyler, a witch hunter. Oh, uh, Charmed. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Who wants to stump tie? There we go. <laughs> this is a much better what way. Mo- what movie does Bruce Campbell actually play a more serious role as a terrorist? Uh, icebreaker. Yep. Boom. All right. Boom. Who's Anyone got else? another one? Anyone else want to try to stump Ty? I wouldn't, I wouldn't call like, that a serious one. I, I, I wouldn't call that one a serious one. I want to watch that movie again. Cause like that movie, it, shar- it stars Sean Astin from The Goonies. Um, really bad movie. It's another Die Hard knockoff. And uh, one thing I found interesting about that movie is I didn't know that ski resorts, rocket, uh, rocket-repelled grenades are just like... Everywhere, <laughs> just, like RPGs are just commonplace at at uh, ski resorts. <laughs> in that movie, I think everyone has an RPG in that movie. Do you have a stump tie? He's got a stump tie. All right, you got ten minutes here. In uh, yeah, <laughs> you're good. In what animated movie from 2009? Uh, what role did Bruce play? Animated it's movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, mm-hmm. and he was the mayor. Mayor, yeah. I don't know his name. He's the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just called him the mayor a lot of the time. I'm I think sure. so. I'm not sure if he came out with the name, really. Anyone else will take a shot? We've got to bring Ty down. Come on. <laughs> somebody. Something super obscure. I know a lot. It's, or <laughs> super obscure. I, 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 the scary thing is, I know more about Bruce Campbell than I do about my actual job, which is <laughs> scary. I, I work as an uh, uh, airfield engineer. And I don't. I I, I know uh, a very small percentage of that compared to what I know about Bruce. I hope your guys' flights home are safe. <laughs> yeah, hopefully your flights are safe. 
They should be. I was off this week, so. <laughs> Anyone else got another stumper? What movie did he play what would be considered a traditional damsel in distress type role? He played a damsel in distress. Man, uh, did we get him? We might have got him. Might got me. Um, he played the damsel in distress. Pretty much. He was the damsel <clears throat> in distress. I'm trying to think of movies where Bruce has been saved. Um, you got me on that one. Stumped. We got a winner. We stumped Ty. All right. Put me down. Maniac Cop. Oh, that's... Uh, that's so obvious. <laughs> How'd you... Oh, obvious. Yep, yep. Here. You're right. Here, she gets, that's, hey, there, there we go. That. There you go. Either super obscure or super that. obvious. You want there a we thing. go. There you go. All right. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is our, I guess, our first live show. Uh, we had time change. So that, I think, that kind of hurt us a little bit. But uh, we thank you guys for coming. And a uh, real quick question. Prior to Bruce Fest, how many of you guys knew there was a Bruce Campbell podcast called Call to Campbell? Boom. Just used to. Yeah, he kind of? Okay. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. <laughs> well, we're Call to Campbell. Uh, we come out every Monday, every other Monday. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. You know, it's right there, available everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Lots of this episodes, lots of a lot of episodes. We, we've been doing this for about a year, a year and a half now, going on two years. Uh, we've covered a lot. We've done a lot. Uh, Selena and everyone here at Bruce Fest were super uh, welcoming and letting us be a part of this. And we yeah, can't a think huge of enough. honor to be here. Yep, shout out to our tech crew in the back. That. Shout out to the tech crew. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, round of applause for those guys. And uh, uh, a round of applause for you guys. You guys are the first audience we've ever been in front of. And you guys are the, the largest audience we've ever performed in front of. So congratulations. Thank you guys so it much grew for over coming time. out. Huh? It did grow over time, too. It did yeah. grow over time, yeah. People trickled in. No, we very much appreciate you guys coming out for this. Uh, we know that we know who you're really here for. And so it was great of you to come and, and uh, spend this time with us. Yeah, and I think it's humbling that you guys would travel such large distances to come here to see us. Yeah, just to come see us exclusively. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate oh God, that out Dick. of you. It's a great honor. I think it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. This has been Ty's called a Campbell. This has been called a Campbell. You can find us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere at Cult Talk Net. That's our network, our podcast network. We have a, a ton of podcasts. Called a Campbell is just one of them. We have Called a Lore, which deep dives in the lore-based stuff. We have Cult Talk Conspiracy, my show, where we talk about conspiracies. Uh, we have a bunch of YouTube exclusives where we just review random movies for the hell of it for holidays and stuff. Yep. So make sure you guys follow us there. Uh, I've been Ty. I've been Eric. And I've been Michael. Stay groovy. Hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king, baby.